Well, where do you go after that? Uh, we are today, now just in case you're wondering, so what in the world's going on, Daniel Fulmer is the one who suggested that song. Daniel, why don't you just lift up your hand so y'all can, can blame it on him. Uh, today is, uh, we are concluding our series today, Rock Theology. Now, last, last time we did Vintage Church, and so we moved from hymns to some, some different kind of music. Just to let you know, that song was number 18 all-time greatest hits of the 1980s. Now, I was too young for that time period, but, uh, but that, was, that song was tremendously popular, and it was released in 1980. Now, yeah, now, what we've done as we go through rock theology is we've taken some songs from the past, and what we're trying to do is dig some theology out of them. And you might be saying, well, you're going to be doing a lot of digging today. And so we are trying to dig some theology out of it. And so I'd just like to share with you part of the, part of the lyrics from, from that song. Uh, it says this, it says, though I keep searching for an answer, I never seem to find what I'm looking for. And that basically is just the story of life for, for just about everybody. People are searching for answers. They're looking for direction. They're looking for, hey, what path should I travel down in life in order to find meaning and purpose and hope? And how can I know that as I'm going on this journey in life that I'm on the right road? And then that really is what we're going to be looking at today. As we look into our scripture today, which by the way is Matthew chapter 7, we're going to be looking in verses 13 through 14. And in our scripture, what Jesus lets us know is he lets us know that we are all traveling down a road in life. And basically, there are two different roads that you can travel down. And one of the roads is a good road, and the other road is, is a road that's not so good. But there comes a time when we have to make a decision which, which road we're going to travel down. And so there are so many of us who are traveling down the road of life, looking for a road in life, for, for answers. We're looking for, for answers and for meaning in life. And so today in our scripture, this is my hope for you and for me. And that is as we journey in this life, that we'll take a few things into consideration before we make a decision about what road we're going to choose. And so that's why we're looking at Matthew 7 today. Now Matthew 7, just in case you didn't know, it is a part of the Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount is the most popular, most well-known sermon that's ever been preached. It was the most popular sermon that Jesus preached. And it's here in our scripture that we see that Jesus is sharing with people that in life we all have to make choices. In life there comes a time when you have to determine what road you're going to travel down. And, and our text today says there is a broad road and then it also says that there is a narrow road. And you have to choose which one you're going to go on. And it's my hope that, that you and I will choose the road like Joshua did in the Old Testament. He's the guy who led the Hebrew people into the promised land. And he made a decision about what road he's going to travel. Uh, here's what he said in Joshua 24, 15. Joshua said, but if it doesn't please you to worship Yahweh, choose for yourselves today the one you will worship. The gods your fathers worship beyond the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now the road you choose to travel down is important. I mean it carries with it consequences. Whatever choice you make carries with it consequences. It carries with it consequences for today, but it also carries with it consequences for an eternity. And so as you make choices, as you make decisions, just a few things I want to encourage you to keep in mind. 
And the first thing that I see today in our text to keep in mind as we are trying to determine what road we are going to travel down in life is this. What's popular isn't always best. So whenever you're getting ready to make a decision, what everybody else might be doing, what, what the world says is, is popular, I want you to know this, what's popular is not always best. And if you look in verse 13, Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. Now as you look in that verse, Jesus very clearly tells us that the gate is wide and the, broad, the road is broad that leads to destruction. And he says, and many are going to travel on that road. Now why in the world would anybody want to get on a road that's ultimately going to lead to destruction? And, it, and to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when I just look at it. It's like if you, you know, be like driving down the road and it says, and the, you see a sign that says, in 22 miles, this road will drop off a cliff and you're going to die. I mean, if I saw a sign like that, I'm going to be thinking, I don't think I'm going to be traveling down this road. You know, that's not a road that I want to be on. And yet the scripture says there, there are many who get on a wide road that leads to destruction. Why is that? Well, I think part of the reason why is because a wide road allows for just about anything to happen. A, a narrow road is sort of constricting. Now, and I think an example for me on this is, let me ask you a question. If, if y'all are familiar with Hardscrabble Road, how many of y'all enjoy driving down Hardscrabble Road after work? Do y'all enjoy that? Or when school gets out? Okay, nobody likes it. As a matter of fact, I would say that most of us are thinking that we might not be Christians much longer if we stay on that road for long, right? And you drive down the road, and, and it's just it's like everybody is getting on that road, and I'm sitting there thinking, are we not on the list yet to, like, widen that road? And I, I've actually heard that we are, maybe the next few years, are thinking about doing it, which will be perfect. Uh, so anyway, so nobody likes to be on that road because you sit in traffic, you're stuck, you can't move. It's constricting. Now, on the other hand, would you rather be on Hardscrabble Road or would you rather be on I-77? Well, I-77 is a little bit more attractive because it's a wider road. It means that there's more space for me to be able to maneuver. I can drive at a faster speed if I want to be able to do that. And I, I think that's why when Jesus says that, that the road is wide or broad, then there's many people on it. Well, I think that there's a reason for that. It's because it's more attractive. I mean, there's more room to be able to maneuver. It says, it says, wide is the gate and broad is the road. Whenever you're on a narrow road, it's hard, to, it's hard to get around. But on a wide road, and this is also true in, in, in your, your morals and in your ethics, whenever you, have, whenever you don't have boundaries, you can do whatever you want, right? You can live as you choose. You don't have somebody telling you that there is something that you can't do. And so that is so much more freeing to us or freeing to people even like me because I think I don't like anybody telling me what to do. I like to choose to live like I want to live. And it's even possible to travel down a wide road and act like I'm religious. You know, just so long as I actually don't try to practice what Scripture says. Yeah, I saw a few weeks ago that, that Justin Bieber, which is a, uh, a, one of the, uh, a, a, I guess like a teeny bopper singer. I know y'all, many of you are familiar with him. Uh, he came out uh, just a few weeks ago and said, I want to live like Jesus. I was like, man, that is great. He said, but I just don't want to have anything to do with the church. 
And I, and I thought, well, that's, that's a good first statement. The second part is sort of a problem. And the reason why is because of what Jesus said about the church. He said he loved the church. In Ephesians 5.25, we are told that a husband is to love his wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, whenever you choose a wide road, then, then it means that, that, you can, that you can be immature, that you don't have to have commitment, that you can be self-indulgent and all of those things. Well, there's a problem with that. And the problem is that whenever you get on that road, then you just sort of are, are just driving around willy-nilly like you want to, and your life is determined by the flow of, of traffic, the speed of traffic, and there's no, there's no boundaries. And the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, it says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. And of the ruler of the kingdom of the, of the air, the spirit who's now at work in those who are disobedient. And all of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. In other words, it was a broad road. You can do what you want. So, but, but where does that lead us? It says, well, then we become by nature objects of wrath. Just because something is popular does not mean that it's best. Uh, Scott Peck is a writer and he talked about when he first learned to ride a bike and he said, he said after you first learned to ride a bike, you know when you're a kid, he says the first time that you get to experience the thrill of going fast. Y'all remember that? I mean, isn't, that, isn't that fun whenever you're just riding your bike and you, you're able to go down a hill and you just for the first time you feel that wind blowing through, blowing through your hair and it's just it's, it's, it's an exciting time. And, and Scott Peck said that he had a big hill right by his house, and he said, you came down the hill, and then you had to take a sharp left. And he said, I remember I was going home, and as I was feeling the, the speed of my bicycle, he said, I thought, I don't want to give this up. I want to go as fast as I can and just keep on enjoying the ride. And he said, when I get to the bottom, I'm going to take that curve. He said, well, I, I kept my speed up, and he said, and whenever I got to the bottom of the hill to take the curve, he said, my bike continued to go straight. I jumped off of the bike. My bike hit a tree. He said, I hit a tree. My bike was destroyed. He said, I was covered in scratches and bruises, and he said, I was bloodied. And he said, I learned an important lesson. So I learned if I'm going to be able to handle the curves of life, there comes, there comes a time when I have to learn how to put on the brake sometimes. There comes a time whenever I have to live within boundaries in order to be protected. And it just reminded me of, of what, what Jesus tells us. Jesus tells us or reminds us, listen, if you're going to make decisions and you're going to choose the road you're going to travel down, think of this, what's popular is not always best. But here's another thing to consider, and that is that what's best, if you decide to take a good road, what's best isn't always easy. Now, if you choose to live like you want to, just because something popular doesn't mean that it's best, but whenever you do choose the best way to go, it's, it's not always easy. And that can be a little disheartening at, a at times. And in verse number 14, Jesus said, How narrow is the gate, and he said, and difficult the road that leads to life, and if you find it. And it's kind of interesting. Jesus said, I, I, I desire for you to travel down the right road in life so that you can arrive at a destination that you desire to arrive at. He said, but if you decide that you're going to follow me, and this is for all of us, if we decide that we're going to follow after Jesus, Jesus says the road of following me. He said, it is a narrow road. 
It is a tough road. Uh, That word narrow, it comes from a root word that means to groan from being under pressure, to be constricted. Now, does that sound attractive to any of you? I mean, how how many of you like to to groan because you're, you're being constricted? Jesus says, if you follow me, it's not easy. So if you follow me, he said, my road is restrictive. It's difficult. Now, was Jesus doing that? Did he say that his road was narrow and and restrictive because he doesn't want many people to follow him because he's trying to make life hard because he wants to be some big mystery? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, God desires for all people to be on his road. It's because God loves people. And God wants the best for you. Um, in, first, in 1 John 4, 9, it says God's love was reme- revealed among us in this way, that God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. And love consists in this, uh, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. God loves you so much that he sent his son to be a sacrifice for you and me. And so he wants us to follow him, but it's not always easy to follow him. Jesus said in John 16, 33, and here's why. He said, because in this world, he said, you will have trouble. But then he says, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Now, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that life is hard. I mean, there are times when, when you experience things, when you go through things in life that are not fair, and, and you see things that happen that are absolutely cruel, and it is, it's disheartening whenever you, dis, whenever you begin to understand that in this world you will have trouble. But Jesus says, and he gives a promise, he says, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Now, why is it so difficult for us to do that which is best? Well, because if you're going to travel a narrow road, then it means there are some things that we have to be willing to let go of in order to fit on that narrow road. And one of the things that Jesus tells us that we are to give up, to get on his road, is we have to give up the, self, uh, the sense of self and the sense of serving me and myself above anything else. Jesus says, you give yourself up to follow me, and as you do that, he said, it is then that you will find life. You know, one of my favorite stories in all of Scripture is the story of the Exodus which is whenever Moses led the Hebrew people out of Egyptian captivity. And, and, and very simply put, the people had been in bondage. And then, you know, the story, Moses comes in, there's the ten plagues, and then he leads the people of, 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 uh, of the Hebrew people out of Egyptian captivity to, you remember where they're going? The promised land. Now, the journey to the promised land, the shortest route was just simply to travel the coast and to just get there. Now, when I'm going on a journey, I am always looking for the quickest way to get somewhere. I don't want to see the scenic route. I just want to take the short route. I I want to get there as fast as possible. Now, whenever Moses was leading the Hebrew people out of Egyptian captivity, he did not, God did not allow him to go the short way. Now, now why not? Well, the Bible says in Exodus 13, 17 through 18, it says, When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. And so God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. If they were going to go the shortest route, 
they're going to travel through the land of the Philistines. The Philistines, they were bad people. They, they, had, they were used to fighting. They had armies. The, the Hebrew people, they've been in captivity for 400 years. They hadn't fought anybody yet. And so God said, I'm not going to send them the short route because the short route is dangerous. He said, I'm going to send them the long way around so that by the time they're able to enter into the promised land, I can have prepared them for the fight ahead. I can have prepared them to be able to face difficulties. Now guys, let me tell you something. There, there are times when it seems like traveling our own way is a whole lot easier than God's way. And I, I think it is. I mean, it's, it's a lot easier to go along with the crowd than it is to go along with what God says. You know, if you decide that you're going to go along with what God says, you're, today, you're going to get beat in the head. If you take God's word seriously, there are going to be people who are going to say that you are bigoted. There are going to be people who say that you are uneducated, that you are backwards. If you, if you decide that you're going to go with God's way, you're going to say, there's going to be people who are going to look at you and say that you're a person who is not a free thinker. Guys, it is sometimes, it is easier to go the short way than to go God's way. But here's the deal. God has called his people to be a light in a world that is dark. And if we do not follow God's way, then that means that we are traveling in darkness. Now, now what's the purpose of light? Well, the purpose of light is to shine. The purpose of light is to, you know, to enable other people to see obstacles that are in the way. I mean, that's, that's, by the way, that's why we have the lights on in here today. So that y'all could come in, you could find your seats. We have it in, on because I'm getting older and I have a hard time seeing these, these uh, words on my book, so, in this book. So uh, the light's good. But, you know, just because light's good does not mean that it's always comfortable. And, and we discover this every morning. When you get up in the mornings and you've been asleep and then you walk into the bathroom and you flip on the light, isn't that just like a great feeling? You know, you're like, oh, and you're blind and your eyes start watering and so then you flip off the light really quick and then you're doubly blind. You know, you can't see it all. And you, now, it, it makes you feel better when you turn the light off. The problem is then you can't see the obstacles around you. Light sometimes is is something that can cause discomfort. But being comfortable is rarely a good measure for what's best. So whenever we are choosing what road we're going to travel down, there's some things to take into consideration. And that is that what's popular isn't always best. Secondly, what, what's best is not always easy. And this is the last thing. Another thing to consider whenever you're deciding or you're choosing what road you're going to travel down in life, and it's very simple, you, you choose, you have to choose. There, there comes a time when you make a decision. And in verse number 14, it says, How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and few find it. You know, when it comes down to it, there are only two paths that you get to choose from, that I get to choose from. The wide road or the narrow road. And there's pros and cons with each one. Uh, with the wide road, the, the pros is that you're able to travel down the road at any speed you want to. The, the wide road means that you're able to be more comfortable. The wide road means that you don't have people pressing in on you as much and telling you how to, how to live. So that is the, the pro. Now the negative is that the end of it tells us that that road leads to destruction. So there's some good things about it, but you know, the end result's not so good. 
Uh, the narrow road, there's some, there's some cons that come with it. I mean, it is restrictive. It's, there's not enough, there's not as much room to, to maneuver. I, I, you know, there are, for instance, there, it's almost like there are rules to follow. But then here's the good part. It says, but this road leads to life. That, that word life is referring to eternal life. It's used in other, in other scriptures as well. And so this brings us to an interesting crossroads. There's two paths. There's two choices that we get to make in life. And so the question for us is this. Which road are we traveling on? Which road are you traveling on? Are you traveling down the path that leads to life or are you traveling down the path that leads to what the Bible says is death and destruction? Which road are you traveling on? Are you living a life that is ruled by your passions, by your self-centeredness, or are you living a life that's orchestrated by the leadership of God and His Scriptures? You see, the main, the main point in the lesson is that you have a decision to make concerning what path you're going to get to travel down. And this is one of the neat things, is you get to decide. You get to make the choice. You get to make the decision. Now, the, the easy route is to, to put off the decision for as long as possible. Say, well, I'm not going to make that choice yet. And that sounds good, but here's the problem. Is that you, don't, you and I don't know how much time we've got left. Matter of fact, there's a story in Scripture where Jesus tells a parable about a man who, was, who had made plans, but he really hadn't made any plans for the future. And Jesus said, you fool, this very night your soul is required of you. And so here's, because of that, here's what I want to challenge you and challenge me to do today. First, consider what path you're on. What path do you think you're on? Are you on the, on the wide? Are you on the wide road? Or are you on the narrow road? The second thing I want to encourage you to do is ask yourself the question, which road would I rather be on? Which road would I rather travel on in life? And that's your choice. Now, remember, though, that when you make a decision, there are consequences with it. Jesus speaks of this when he said in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, he said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a sensible man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house, yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, and the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed. And its collapse was great. There's the consequences. Now, if you consider the consequences, then we choose. The wide road or the narrow road? Which path are you on? Which path are the people in your family on? those you work with are on, those people that you love, and those people that you care about. Because there's only two roads. And there's so many of us who've been walking through this life searching for answers. And yet we're not too sure. The good news is Jesus shares with us today two paths. He says one leads to destruction and one leads to life. And Jesus says, if you choose me, if you follow me, if you believe me, if you trust me, there's life.